Okay, guys, you remember G.I. Joe, right? No. What What is G.I. Joe? Yeah, okay, well, yeah, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> the twins, right? Remember Tomax the twins? and Zaymont. Tomax, Zaymont. Yeah, I Tomax know you do. Cause they just... yeah. Boom. Yep. Okay, so, like, what was their weird thing? What was the twins' weird thing? There's two weird things they did. One was they could feel each other's pain. They and they changed color pain, in the sunlight. And then they could finish... No, that was Zartan. They they finish each other's sentences, but if they feel each other's pain, but I think they feel like everything. Oh no! Uh, does that mean that whenever one of them has an like you know the big O, uh, that the other one or feels if it? One of them's pooping. That would make things. Re- yeah, like <laughs> would, like I think that'd be kind of awkward. Like I was thinking about that as I was unwrapping my new uh, Tomax and Zaymot GI Joe classified. I was like, so if one of them has like an orgasm, does the other one feel it? Or like if one of them's doing something really weird. Like to have an orgasm, like nun porn <laughs> or something. Does like the other one get the like, like the post nut clarity? Like I'll like sitting there in a board meeting and, the, and all of a sudden and it's the like, shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like sitting at a board meeting and all of a sudden feeling really ashamed for no reason. Like oh, my stupid brother. But then if one of them sitting there, is he go? Oh, my brother's eating avocados again. I hate yeah. avocados. Yeah. Right. Like there's there. This really needs to be explored further. <clears throat> Um, maybe perhaps in the next G.I. Joe cartoon, if there ever is one, oh, that's where we can figure magic. out if eating avocados. Wait, sure. wait, what? No, I, I was avocados I was making nun porn puns. Nasty. Uh, oh, you were. Oh, Nasty Greg, habit. We're so slow. That's, that was really I good. Just... Yeah. I'm ashamed at us. <laughs> nun porn puns. That's the title <laughs> of the <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> a Christmas episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's better than what I could have come up with. Um, in case you haven't noticed, we you are listening to the Gimme 5 podcast, episode 266, but not if you count every one of them. Uh, brought to you by the Gimme 5 patrons. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about excessively entertaining things. This is a side A episode. Oh, nope. It's a only episode for the week, which means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news. Uh, we have a Florida Man story. We have some good shows. I don't think there's any books this week, but sometimes we do. Uh, and whatever else might have caught our eye, all right? Uh, they call me Twinkles the Hammer Capistrano. And I am joined by the ghost of Christmas past. Omar. Or sorry, Twinkles. <laughs> and the ghost of Christmas future. There are some very interesting nuns in your future, sir. <laughs> okay. I gotta be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think those were real nuns. <laughs> I don't know. I felt pretty blessed. Yes, Boom. yes you did. This <laughs> this week we're going to talk about, uh, let's see, Paramount Plus's Tulsa King, the new Disney Plus series Willow, and FX's uh, A Christmas Carol. Um, actually, all of them seem like pretty solid. Seems like a solid week. Um, 
we are going to spoil some things, right, Greg? Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about some stuff that either just came out or has or isn't even done yet in the case of Tulsa King, where it's only on episode five. Same so with Willow. There might be some spoilers. I mean, obviously, we can't spoil stuff that hasn't come out yet. Um, but if we do spoil stuff, uh, we warned you. So. Fair enough. It's like we're basically Fair doing enough. that thing where, like, we're about to say something really offensive, but we say no offense first, so you're not a like allowed to be mad. I'm like, no offense, but Omar, you suck. <laughs> right? You can't be mad at me. You did. You did tell me at first that you didn't mean it offensively, even though it was offensive. So yeah. it's really on me. Yeah. Fair enough. No offense, Omar, um, but you're a twat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh no, none taken. No, you warned me. It's cool. Um, I heard something weird this week. Um, just this week? HBO. Was it like well, literally just one minute ago? <laughs> I heard something weird in the last 20 minutes, like multiple times. You're with us but I heard every that HBO, week, Omar. <laughs> this can't be the first thing that you've H- <laughs> HBO is uh, removing Westworld from HBO Max. Yes. And that's pissing mm-hmm. me off. How weird is that? Okay. There, there is some speculation that it's just going to go to another service for a little while. Isn't it an HBO so original? Westworld. It is an HBO it, original. It is. So, not, yeah. so Westworld, uh, I believe season four is the most recent season. It yes. was planned to have five seasons, but they didn't really advertise season four coming back. So it like, dropped off precipitously the, the listener or the watcher. Watchership? Watcher. Viewership. 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 And... So they did that, and it's weird because quite literally the day that they announced that they were going to take it off was – they announced it like an hour after I deleted the season four episodes I had saved on my DVR. Um, so now I have to like oh, frantically binge, binge watch season four because I it's going away whenever they decide to do it. Um, I have no idea why they're pulling it. It's pissing a lot of people off because – I don't know if you, I mean, I, I get HBO Max for free through my cable. Oh, nice. Um, but. I get it for free through your credit card, actually, Greg. So thank you. <laughs> I get it for <laughs> free through your cable. <laughs> so he have, you have a giant uh, cable attached, like spliced into my cable, and it just runs all the way up 417. <laughs> Rob and I also get all our food from Instacart. Also through Greg, thank you. <laughs> really got to check those statements better. Um, exactly. No, so they they uh, you know pulled that, and you know people online are like, I they just did a giant thing where like pay for the year, and the commercial shows Westworld, like show oh for God. the year, the pay for the year, and you'll get all of these great shows, and at least two of the shows in the commercial. That they specifically advertise that you could watch whenever you want are getting pulled. Oh yeah, there's another show. I was going to say, are they starting a new uh, uh, a new break off se- uh, uh, service? service? Yeah. No, the uh, HBO was that whole division. I think I don't know the exact split, but uh, Discovery Channel purchased it. The head of Discovery <laughs> Channel is taking over all that stuff, and he's notoriously cheap. So. 
it's cheaper for them to just take the loss on Westworld and not pay the residuals to all of the actors and creators of Westworld. Um, oh, no. And now cool. this, is, of course, isn't – they're not going to come out and say this, but that is really – like the only reason to do it would be that because it's not like it didn't air already, so they can't like claim taxes or anything. Right, right. I might be wrong on that too, but as far as I understand, they can't. So – uh, yes, it kind of sucks. I do want to watch it. Um, I don't understand the idea of that. It's especially, yeah, it's odd. Especially because that is one of – it's not even like it's a second or third tier show. It's like one of their top tier shows. Yeah, I'm about two seasons in. I got to jump back on that before it disappears mm-hmm. in, in in two hours. Yeah, I don't think I watched anything past <clears> the first <throat> season. Oh, speaking of Netflix, who is Mike Flanagan? Uh, Rob, Jinx, why is that Rob Jinx that one. I did. Okay. Yeah, I think you did. Well, I'm I'm blaming you because you were all like, oh, Mike Flanagan. Man, what a great hang! What a great cliffhanger at the end of uh, Midnight Club. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it next year. They better not cancel it. And they canceled it. Mike Flanagan is the guy behind Midnight Club, Midnight Mass. Um, he's also the one behind um, uh, the Haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, Bly no Manor. shit. He as well as uh, he did Doctor Sleep as the movie yes. as well. He has left Netflix. Was not the Stephen King one? Gone yes. to Amazon. Correct. And as He's, such, uh, all of his projects at Netflix were canceled. Netflix canceled all of his projects. And now, there's no chance of them coming with him to Amazon. No, because I, I think Netflix owns the rights. And I think Netflix right. is pissed. Uh, Mike Flanagan was my, one of my favorite creative forces on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I found out he was releasing something that was watch the second it comes out type situation, um, up there with stranger things, uh, that team, mm-hmm. you know, just, he made horror drama. I don't even know what you would call that stuff. Uh, it was, it was horror. It was drama. It was, you know, dark brooding it wasn't straight horror with murders and stuff like that it was but it had some jump scares it was everything that he did made you think and it was good um characters that were over the top but still believable i think you know like what's her face that we hate <laughs> and you know exactly oh, what I'm talking about. So, yes Fuck that bitch. like but she was like so <laughs> over the top but done so well that it wasn't like that it didn't pull you out of things right <clears throat> Um, and so, and he does the writing and so clearly he creates these characters and I believe he's going to Amazon to work on a dark tower series though, hmm. which is kind of interesting. Oh, I did hear they're doing a, yeah, that's should be pretty great or it could, it could be pretty great. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I mean, many, many <clears throat> services and movie directors have tried to do that and not had a great turnout or not have a great. It didn't didn't go over so well, right? But I still haven't seen the movie with McConaughey and uh, Idris Elba. Uh, I think everyone else on the show liked it better than I did. I didn't think it was okay. terrible. I'm game to try it. I it just... seemed it just for me. It seems small, which is what I didn't want. Like no, this is this should be pretty epic. I mean, there's seven books, and they're not small. <clears throat> And so, I mean, and also, 
Um, in addition to that, I found out today that Netflix canceled another show that I was I was interested in seeing the next season of. And I'm like, really? And I came across it just as like a, a feed on like my Google page. And I was like, oh, oh shit, they canceled that? And then I, I came across a list of a bunch of other stuff that they've canceled. And I'm like, oh, oh, well, crap. All right. Nuns in heat? Yes. Close. Netflix canceled Warrior Nun. And it was they really and it was weird because Warrior Nun has a very high approval rating. I guess it just didn't have the viewership numbers that they were looking for. But then then on this list, I, I came across a couple of things and I'm like, oh, well, I, I would have liked to have seen another season of that, but um they've also can't they also can't, these are ones that have um been canceled like recently or whatever. Um They've canceled First Kill, which was the uh, the teenage vampire slash hunter drama, where the hunter and the vampire fell in love with each other. Um, they canceled Cursed, which I believe was the um, the the Arthurian legend spinoff. Okay. That that yeah. uh, revolved around, I believe, Nimue, who was supposed to be, I I think she was supposed to become the Lady in the Lake. Oh yeah, okay. I remember that. I didn't watch it, but you told, I remember you um mentioning that. They canceled the Babysitters Club, they canceled Daybreak, they canceled Spinning Out. I don't know some of these. Insatiable. They canceled, of course, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but that ended so poorly that, you know, we talked about that 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 they glorified teenage suicide. And I was like, "What in the shit is going on?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, they've canceled I'm Not Okay With This, they canceled The Society, Teenage Bounty Hunters, they canceled The Order, which I hated the first season of, I, I didn't, I'm not gonna miss that. But they also, one that I didn't know was they canceled Fate, the Winx Saga, the, uh, the Fairies one. Oh yeah. And I actually liked that one. They also canceled The Imperfects, the one that we just did with the, uh, Chupacabra, the Banshee, and the Suckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that wasn't that the first yeah, season? It was the first season. They canceled it after the first season. I actually liked that show too. And a, I thought that did fairly well. I, I I thought it did, but I guess not. They also canceled okay. the Midnight Club mm-hmm. for the the reasons we just spoke about with um, Mike Flanagan. Um, but they've also canceled the Bastard Son and the Devil himself and Warrior Nun. Hmm. I saw the Bastard Son the cancellation. Uh, Netflix is notorious for that, mm-hmm. and. I don't know what they're looking for, like, number-wise. I think they're looking for the next Stranger Things. Uh, There's only been one of those. Yeah. I mean, the big things have been Stranger Things, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, and Wednesday have been the, like, major, major over-the-top. Yeah, Wednesday's been a smash hit. Yeah. Yeah. Still hasn't, they still have not mentioned a season two, but Wednesday's been a smash hit. Uh, In fact, that one has the most viewed hours of any show on Netflix now or streamed. And I didn't um I didn't realize it, but Wednesday Wednesday played into something that I might mention a little bit later, but Metallica's been having a resurgence with some of their um with some of their their songs being remade and put in these really popular shows. Yeah, well, I mean, Stranger Things, that wasn't remade though. That was like Was it the original Master of Puppets? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was the although original. Although they cut, they did a little bit of trimming. I think Wednesday had a remake. It was of it was edited a little bit, but whatever. Which one? Wednesday, uh, 
did Wednesday, yeah. The dance, I believe. Was uh, it the dance? No, she danced to that was a uh I'll have to look that one up. What song? This is great radio. Well, Wednesday, Wednesday Wednesday had a Metallica cover song, and one of the shows that we'll talk about later had a uh, Metallica song as well. Uh, Willow, at the end of episode three, has a remake. Really? Enter Sandman, I believe, is the one from Willow. And then they just did another one at the end of episode four, and I'm like, huh, maybe they're going with the, uh, the musical remakes, but... Yes, I was I was surprised and saddened to see some of those shows that canceled. I'm looking forward to the second season of um of something in Bone, Shadow and Bone. It was a uh, Goo Goo Muck by the Cramps. That's the one she danced to. That's what. Yeah, that's, that's what, what she's dancing to. to. Um, season one, uh, episode three of Wednesday. Um, nothing there else matters. Is. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Metallica okay. going on tour. Oh. Uh, in a very interesting way. In a very interesting way. Yes. They are going. It's uh, kind of an ambitious idea, in my opinion. Every city way. every city they go to, they're playing two shows, uh, a Friday and a Sunday show, because they're like in their like 60s. So they're, they want a day off. They're doing two shows. Uh, completely different set lists for each of them, so they're going to get a chance to play a huge amount of their songs. And then that two, alone is impressive. And then two different openers on each day, so so four different openers total. Uh, with uh, Motionless in White was one of them. Pantera is one of them. I think Five Finger Death Punch, which is how Omar is going to die, but he doesn't know it yet. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I've already hired the person who's going to kill me. It's already happened. I, I just have to learn how to get the five finger death punch down. Yeah, and it's kind of like I'm waiting here. Like, what am I doing? What do I pay you for? I, I know it's it's really difficult. <sighs> also, it's probably best that I don't know how to do it because I will. If like you can't track it down, I can anyone that just moderately annoys me out of there. <laughs> In line at a McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We don't have any more soy milk for your latte. I'm gonna need you to step outside for a second. <laughs> Anyway, your little beepy thing at Rob's Rob's hospital is not making mountains anymore because <laughs> of your <laughs> now. Exactly. Now, I'm I'm also very curious because I'm wondering what this next topic is in the news. Uh, Superman no more. Um, so, what? yes, when uh, Black Adam came out and I'm totally blanking on his name. I'm Henry Cavill was, you know, the, the big surprise. Sorry, spoiler. Uh, it was a big surprise during Black Adam, and he showed up as Superman, and people were like, oh my god, Henry Cavill's still Superman, and uh, James Gunn announced, or told him to announce that he's going to still be Superman, he got all excited, and, you know, he didn't leave The Witcher because of this, it wasn't really related, but he left The Witcher around the same time, so, which everyone was pissed off about, and uh, just yesterday they announced that Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman anymore. What the? F- uh, that James Gunn has gone a different direction, is writing a new Superman movie, and it is not featuring Henry Cavill. Like, wait, so that's oh, that I didn't know. So, so that's a James Gunn. Less move? than a month ago, he was still Superman. Now he is not. No, but I'm saying I thought that he, I thought that I thought it was Henry Cavill's choice. Now, is no, it, it was uh, they decided to go with a younger, like 
Superman Year One type situation. Okay, but for right, the fine, that's I'll for the it. movie. Is Henry Cavill Superman. still going to be the Superman for the Justice for the Justice League movies? I don't believe so. I think he is done. He is. He wrote a thank you note to the fans saying he appreciates all of their love for the Witcher stuff and the Superman stuff, and you know, onward and upward to whatever. Holy shit! Uh, some people are thinking that he is going to do a because he is a extremely large Warhammer fan. Is that the little the gaming thing with all the big bulky yeah, the tabletop? Yeah. So he's like a massive fan, like. One of those, like, that he wants to talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. So he'll, like, all these people are sitting around with, like, this celebrity thinking he's going to have, like, all these cool stories. And what he does is be like, so the other day I was taking my tank monster and I was going here. And then this person, I don't know how these games work, but, you know, this person rolled a something and did this. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we, need, we need to, we're, we're going to have to leave this guy's trailer. Um, but then again, that would make us like him more. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the rumor, but hmm. that is – I'm only furthering that rumor with no actual proof. That seems super weird that he would make that announcement, and then they would be like, yeah, just kidding. Fuck off. <laughs> well, they, well, they told him to make the announcement. I know. Too. That seems kind of douchey, actually. Yeah, it's not cool, um, and it sucks because I, like, uh, I like Gunn. Especially, especially if he's if, – uh, if it was not – if it was not Henry Cavill's, you know, wish or doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So you can look That's at odd. his letter. Um, if you uh, want, I'm not going to read it. Wow. But it was posted, you know, in the usual, in the usual places. So speaking of douchey. Uh, did you get a chance <laughs> to read the, the New York, the Florida story, or do you want me to handle the Florida story? Oh, no, no, no. This is good. I mean, you're welcome to. No, but... Go ahead. I mean, it's closer yeah. to you than me. It is actually... Um, As in it hits closer to home? Like a six-minute... Or... <clears throat> it wasn't me that did it, but it's literally like six minutes away. I was right... I was literally next door to that place, but not the night that it happened, but recently. Um, a likely story. Yeah. So, unquote, I don't know about you guys. What's that? You were quote unquote next door, so it couldn't have been you. Sure. It was not me. I was next door, but not on the same day. I would have remembered that, hopefully. Um <laughs> if I, either that or I have crazy memory loss. He, um he was at the, the arrest report White, which for is this a, actually a uh, <clears throat> a uh, nun strip club. Yes. <laughs> Nicely done. A, a nun strip club. <clears throat> on fire with the nun jokes. Okay. Bad well, part of the ref's report says, quote, Strom's private part like a guitar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wait, wait. So he like stretched yeah. it out and then like air guitar that shit? What the fuck? Well, I don't know exactly. Maybe. <laughs> that is um, what so I'm picturing place... right now is that he stretched that shit out. And and, and I'm picturing like like a full on like the who windmill situation no because i think it i think that's another i think this is another thing that's probably related to a metallica song (laughs) but um there's a place called patio tapas tapas and beer in boca raton florida and uh a guy was being a little bit belligerent belligerent so he got kicked out and he decided that the best way to uh protest was by um just 
pulling his pants down on the sidewalk mm. and he exposed himself to those that were eating. Uh, it's got a little outside patio thing. Um, he didn't just do that and get angry. He, uh, <coughs> sorry. He unzipped his pants, pulled them down, pulled out his man parts. Then he, be- then he, then he helicoptered his, his man parts. And then he decided to strum it like a guitar. Wow. And then he, and then he left heading southbound. <laughs> he dropped the mic and walked out. <laughs> Correct. I, I'm happy to say though. This guy, uh, he lives in Daytona Beach. He's not, he's not a, he's not a local. Thank God, um, we have enough to 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 live up to now. Right here. Um, he was booked into Palm Beach County Jail. That was on December third, and later released on his own recognizance, assuming he had his pants on and he wasn't helicoptering his dong when he left. I think it's really weird. The so article this, is like just says his private parts again. And correct. Again, or his private. Correct. Parts. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's, yeah, it's weird. But that is a very. It's, I mean, it's that's ironic such a because thing. at this point, it's not very private, is it? True. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, that does strike me as a very central Florida thing. Sorry, guys. I mean, it's a Daytona. Come on, the guys from Daytona. That's probably like how they say hello, hello there. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Bunch of dudes get together, put on their favorite music, touch and tips. air guitar and songs. <laughs> they touch tips and a little bit of yacht rock, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, that's our Florida man story. It's not a, it's not a major one, but I think it's pretty funny. Gonna play I cats think, in um... the cradle on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, what's it? What is? Oh, name? Florida. His name is something Gallagher. Todd Gallagher. Yeah, Todd Gallagher. Thank you. Yes. Um, hey. Thank you. Thanks for the memories, Todd. You're now. I'm never ever going to Patio Tapas, even though I I there's a couple of local spots that I go to that are right in the same shopping center. But um, I'm never going there because no, I'm, I'm never going to live. There's but, been like yeah, penis leavings. It just feels tainted now. You know what I mean? No pun intended. Eh, understandable. So yeah. I just want to go there more now. <laughs> Not fair enough that, but I just did very, I'm very much enjoy tapas. I well, know, I do I too. That was there. And, and probably when you guys come down again, we'll probably go anyway. But, but we should go there um, and not <clears throat> expose ourselves. It's in the, it's in the shopping center um, with like the black rose and Sequela cafe. It's in the Royal Palm Plaza. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, which I'm I'm sure you guys remember or, or whatever, yes. but uh, yeah, yay Florida man, thank you. So, for making us look good once again. <laughs> uh, we have patrons, which we and they talked good. about early on, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I watched is actually based on conversation in our patron chat. So we have a lot of these conversations. You know, there's obviously a lot of stuff on streaming, a lot of TV, a lot of movies, all that stuff. We do not have an opportunity to cover everything, uh, partially because literally every week some Florida person does something ridiculous. And we have to, like, remove a review to make room for us talking about their dumbasses. Um, so 
we talk about that stuff in the patron only chat, which you can access on our it's a Discord chat, and you can access that uh, by going to uh, patreon.com slash give me five podcast. And you uh, it's just five dollars. You get a bunch of different things. Birthday top five list, and you get to answer the question, which you will hear in a little bit. All of that fun stuff. Um, so check out our Patreon and help out the show, and we love our patrons. Yay! Yeah, we do. Well, should we move on into our topics for tonight? I, w- I just want to talk sure. about all the things I love about our patrons. Oh, okay. Instead. Let's do that. Especially that Jubal's. Oh. I was just going to mention... I was just going to make a taco reference. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now we can move on. Fair. Um, what do we want to start? Let's see. With? What do we want to start with? Uh, I don't know. Start with Christmas. We each Carol. watch one thing, right? Yeah. Start with Christmas Carol. Let's let. Uh, okay. Make it seem like this is a Christmas episode. Then we'll take a hard left. And then make a right, 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 right. No left. I mean correct. <laughs> No, sorry. Yep, not right. <laughs> Wrong. Indeed, indubitably. Um, so, as I do, I was, uh, you know, kind of surfing around to look for something. And for some reason, the 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 sort of the little thumbnail on, on Hulu had said Christmas Carol in this font. And it just kind of the picture was interesting. And I was like, All right, I'll give it a try. I had absolutely no idea what the fuck I was about to get into. All right. Um, this, and I thought it was new. I thought, I thought it was from this year. It actually came out on 12, 19, 2019. It was originally on FX. Uh, actually, originally it was in, uh, it was a British release. Um, <clears throat> stars Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge. Andy Circus, who is like the most chameleon person on earth. Um, he's Ghost of Christmas Past. Um, Stephen Graham is Jacob Marley, who has a big role in this. Um, Joe Alwyn, Vinette Robinson, Lenny Rush, Remy Milner, Jason Fleming, Charlotte Riley, who uh, was also in The Peripheral, which I covered last week. Um, and he's also she's also um, Tom Hardy's wife, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Johnny Harris. Um, Kayvan Novak, who plays Nandor in What We Do in the Shadows. He has a little bit role in it. Um, great him. cast. Oh, he's so good. He's he's my favorite character on that show. Um, great. This, this show is really well acted. Very, very well done. Um, the synopsis is, in Stephen Knight's gothic, gothic adaptation of Charles Dickens' iconic ghost story, Ebenezer Scrooge experiences a dark night of the soul, past, present, and future. But this is really dark. Like, very fucking dark. <laughs> the first thing that you see is a grave. And this kid comes up to it, and I don't remember his exact words, but he's like, you know, I hope you're out in hell or something like that. And the grave is um, Jacob Marley, who is Ebenezer Scrooge's partner. And the kid literally just starts pissing on the grave. And then it kind of, the camera pans down. That. I hope I affect huh? someone that much in my life. That they want to piss <laughs> on your grave. I want, I, want, I want people to have big feelings about me when I die. I, just, oh, I, I'm, I intend the other. to do that when, when you die. 
so many people showed up to his funeral and they it was all out of hatred really it wasn't none of it was love no, you have a job already yeah yeah no 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 you you've already told me when when you die i am to show up to your funeral in a grim reaper outfit and just stand in the back corner and not say anything yeah and, <laughs> and just point pick one one person and point at them point at them for the entire <laughs> for the entire service <laughs> Rob, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say you already have the Grim Reaper I, I, I costume do. I do. ready to go. Uh, yeah, that yeah, seat. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Um, so the kid pisses on the on the tombstone, and then it pans down through the uh, through the ground, and then into the casket, where you see um, Jacob Marley, played by Stephen Graham, and he's dead. He's got the like coins on his eyes because this is the 1800s, like how they used to do. And then all of a sudden the pee starts to like drip through onto his face. And then he starts moving. He's like, <laughs> and he like picks up, he takes the coins off and he's moving around and he's getting dripped on. And he goes, how the fuck is anybody? It says rest in peace. How the fuck am I supposed to rest in peace? And then it goes to the opening credits. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. This is like totally bonkers. So you start watching it and it is super, super dark. Um, it was originally done as a three-part miniseries. But now if you watch it, if you go to um, FX now, it's basically just one close to three-hour movie. Just kind of all edited together. Um, it's very twisted. Even from what I just told you about that opening scene, it just it's downhill from there. Like the whole thing is just a downward spiral of craziness. Um, you see, you really get a feel for like how cold and like evil's not even the right word, but just callous, just broken and cold that Scrooge is. But you also there's some really interesting scenes in the in what would have been episode two, where they go into his past. And they show his father who who made his father make Scrooge look like, you know, Mickey Mouse. I mean, the father was like unbelievable. And um, he even uses at one point, which I'm not going to get into because I don't it's it's an interesting. Yeah, I can get into it a little bit, but um, he uses they, they, there's a flashback scene where when he's with the ghost of Christmas past, they go to the uh, this kind of boarding school that Ebenezer was kept at. And over Christmas. He he was the only kid that was still there. He was the only kid who didn't go home. Now, his father had money, too. Like, they didn't come from... He, he wasn't, like, from a poor family that couldn't afford to bring him home. It turns out that the headmaster of the boarding school had made a deal with Scrooge's father in in order for Scrooge's father to not pay for him to be there Every Christmas when there was no one there, the young Ebenezer Scrooge kind of belonged to the headmaster, if you know what I mean. That was the deal that they made. That was his own dad. Hmm. <clears throat> so are, are we talking molestation? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely insane. And they and they I'm starting to feel like I've seen this before. It's very, very fucking dark. Like it's really heavy. It's like, um, there's, if there's, there's another... one thing I like, it's old rich dudes getting peed on. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and as you were mentioning that, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this, but I don't know if I saw the whole thing. It's, it, yeah, I mean, 
it is very dark. This is something that would either it would either be interesting or, or I guess you would skip over it. Um, it did give me um, one thing that I found while I was going through this was uh, that I thought was really interesting. I, early on, while I was watching, I was like, you know, this reminds me of that show Taboo that was that started um, Tom Hardy, starred Tom Hardy. It was also on Netflix. It was a really really good show, and it turns out that Stephen Knight, who made this. Also made Tom um, made Taboo, which starred Tom Hardy, and actually Tom Hardy was one of the writers of this show as well of of the uh, the remake of the Christmas Carol. So there's like that whole FX sort of little mini group of of people who are responsible for both Taboo and this, and and even Taboo is that that same sort of dark like it's very very dark, and it takes place approximately around the same time frame. As as uh, this, we need to as pause Rob. for a moment, not the actual episode. Rob, you need to cheer again. Rob, uh, pick six, 49ers. Hell yeah! Is it coming back? <laughs> oh, never mind. It's coming back. <laughs> Personal foul, roughing the passer. Oh, we are uh, recording uh, during a football game, but uh, um, for for those of you out there that can't see this, uh, my webcam is aimed at my television. So I'm technically illegally streaming the football game to Rob, so that he can. Watch uh, it. Why'd you say that out loud? Because uh, he also is paying. He is also paying for. I, I have Prime, it on so downstairs. Is, I just don't have a TV up here. Yeah, so it's not really that illegal. It's just fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So interesting, and we are going to revisit Christmas Carol. I think. Well, yeah, we are later on for the question of the week. Um, Correct. So, real quick, in closing, if you are interested in an interesting Christmas-themed story that is dark as hell, uh, this is very well done. I would say jump on it. But approach with caution, no kids in the room, because there's a lot of cursing, too. Yeah, if, you're, if you like Christmas the way I like Christmas, I like the dark the dark side of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, if, if you've seen this, I'm surprised. I would be surprised, because I feel like you would... I feel like I, you would like it. I did see something that I think we probably need to check out because I think I've heard it's absolutely terrible, but there's a new movie out called The Mean One, and I guess it's a uh, unlicensed um, Grinch slasher flick. Yes, I've heard that uh, is ridiculously terribly bad. Uh, the person that said that, I was like, well, if you like that, you need to see Santa Jaws. And he said, this is actually my kid's Cub Scout leader. He said, I love Santa Jaws. Um. So he actually went to see uh, the mean one in the theater. It's apparently only in theaters right now. I think we need to check. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's next? We doing Willow? Uh, sure. Doing... Okay. And you've seen a couple of these episodes, right, Craig? I've seen two and a half of them. Okay. I so I was I was very much looking forward to this series. I loved the the movie, uh, the eighties movie, as a kid. Um, but Disney plus has released a new series called Willow. It was released on November 30th of 2022 and it does star Ruby Cruz, Ellie Bamber, Aaron Kellerman, who you probably know as either, um, Enfys Nest or, um, who was she? She was, she was the, uh, rebel leader in the, uh, um, Captain America movie. Yeah, uh, no, it was in uh, uh, 
the TV show, the Falcon and oh, Winter it was Soldier. Falcon and Winter. Okay, so it was the Captain America show. Um, it also stars uh, Tony Revolori, Amar Chata Patel, Warwick Davis, Dempsey Burke, or Brick. And the premise is: twenty years after vanquishing the wicked Queen Bavmorda, the sorcerer Willow Ofgood leads a group of misfits on a dangerous rescue mission into the unknown. Now, like I said, I was very much looking forward to this series. And so far, we're, what, four episodes in now? It's it's really not quite what I had hoped for, I'll say. So far. Um, some of the original mystique is there. Some of the Willow mystique is there. I can see it peeking through at times. But it, it really kind of feels tonally different um i think greg you hit it on the head earlier because i had talked to you about it and you said you watched a couple and you agreed with me that it it seems like the acting style not to say that the acting is better or worse but the style is different yeah it's it's like the the humor joke like there are certain types of jokes that as soon as you hear them you know the era they came from right like if someone says as if, like you know that's from the nineties. Right. Um and, and what, there are certain like and it's difficult for me to pinpoint it, but there are certain like it's not quite that Willow's like, I didn't have that on my uh, my seventeen twenty seven bingo card. Like it's not quite that, but it's close. Right. And and I think occasional jokes that come out like not, uh, it's not really time period appropriate. Whereas the, the the movie kind of set it up as almost like a medieval type fantasy, and the mm-hmm. the series they're they're much more they're much more relaxed or much more natural. But it's like it's like the difference between watching a play and just hanging out chatting with your friends. the The way that you interact with each other and the way that you talk to your friends is different than like if you were. And both of them are extremely natural. And I'm not saying that the actors aren't good because they're good at what they're being asked to do. It just seems like it's significantly different in in the way it's presented. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that I like it. Does that make sense? It It does take me out of that. And this is also, I mean, I'm watching this right after I basically had multiple weeks of uh, Game of Thrones spinoff mm-hmm. and the Hobbit thing, or the Lord of the Rings spinoff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those, I mean, to the point of even making their own languages, things along those lines. And this, and I understand it's more geared towards kids in those, but it definitely is modernized in a weird way. Like even, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is bad or not, but um, uh, Grace Graydon, yeah, uh, played by the guy um, Tony Rivalori, right? He's the dude that plays Flash in the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't oh, okay. like he looks modern. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, like he has a more modern look to him, um, and not just costuming and stuff like that, but like his face in general. <clears throat> and like I can't see anything but Flash, so it always throws me when he's on screen. But maybe that's because he just has a unique face like he just you know what i mean like he does but maybe maybe that's why because when like because henry cavill does not look like himself in the witcher at all and it works 
Yeah. Right? Do you know I mean, what I mean? Which is true. But, like, I don't know. For some reason, he, he just looks more like he should be hanging out in New York City, not in whatever right. the Willow world right, right, is. Right, right, right. Making TikTok and, videos or whatever. And I'll, yeah. I'll admit that I, I was <laughs> hoping that we'd get to see, you know, a more experienced Willow, one that's, you know, kind of matured and grown into some power. Um, but they've really kind of presented him as as really more of a of the charlatan of a charlatan and basically a faker. So it, it really seems like he didn't really learn anything because he has no real. It doesn't seem like he's got any real power of his own, with with some small exceptions. Now they they may be leaning towards something, but it's it's more of kind of a flash in the pan kind of thing, is what it seems like. Or perhaps they're leaning towards an awakening. In not just in Alora Dannon, but in Willow as well. Um, but I was I was hoping that we would see a more more mature, a more experienced Willow, and that's that's really not what we're getting. I was looking forward to seeing Willow wield some power, and it doesn't seem like that's what we're gonna get. It's still like the uh, what is it the the oh shoot the Mickey Mouse thing where he's like I killed five uh, five of them with one SWAT and. He, I think he's talking about giants, but it's kind of like that where people kind of think that he's this all powerful wizard or sorcerer. Right. right. And but. that's, that's kind of what it is. And in fact, um, uh, Sorcia kind of like, uh, doesn't mock him for it, but she basically calls him out and he, he doesn't like it, but he can't argue it because he knows the truth. He knows mm-hmm. he's a fraud. And it, yeah, I, um... and I feel like it's going to be one of those things where he's, he is a fraud, but it's there and he just never knew it, which meant that he never really trained and he didn't really access it. I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm concerned. We'll say that. I I am still I'm I'm worried that it's that it's not gonna end up being something that I'll want to continue with. Yeah, because Disney Plus has gotten on that Wednesday release schedule. And it has been perfect for me because I've been super excited to watch that stuff on the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. This one, I haven't felt that need. But you know, every one of the Marvel shows, all of the other shows that came out on Wednesday, I'm like, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to watch Andor. Boom. Wednesday, that's what I'm going to do. This one, I'm like, what did I, was I watching? Oh, uh, yeah. Where were we in that? Like, it's just been kind of, eh. This, Which, uh, this definitely seems like it was created for... For an age group that did not grow up with the movie. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. This was created. This is definitely depending on how it doesn't identify with the movie. And that seems depending on how it ends, this could be one of those ones where you're like, well, who is this for? Yeah, it it seems like it seems like a mistake, because like I said, it seems like it was created for for an age group that doesn't really identify with the movie. Yeah. So. So is it like if you've never seen it before, you'd be. You, if you didn't see the original, you'd be fine watching this, and um, like you get it. No, because I, I like if because I think I think it's I, I I hate to say it, but I, I and because it, it makes me sound old, but I I really feel like it's geared toward a young adult, um, young adult teenage audience. Is that fair, Greg? Right. So, but yeah, so the, so, so so they didn't make it like. If I'm if I'm 17 years old or whatever, the they hell. didn't make it for the fans of the movie. Got it. 
they're just pi- I don't have to see the original to right. understand. Right what's now, it feels like they're just kind of piggybacking on the popula- the the cult popularity of the movie for the older people and trying to get new people into it. And but it, at the same time, I think they're going to end up alienating the actual fans of the movie. Yeah, I wasn't the world's biggest fan of the original, other than the Mad Mardigan scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because I saw the original long after, like, I mean, when we reviewed it for the show, it was the first time I saw it. And I'm comparing it with all of the other fantasy shows that came out with much bigger budgets. Mm-hmm. Right. So, obviously, that's not its fault. Right. But yeah, it's kind of not a fair Now, I, I yeah. also will say that that they have not outright come out and gotten rid of Mad Mardigan. I I feel like they're leaving the door open so that if Val Kilmer ever decides that he wants to do a cameo or if his health improves to the point where because I believe the initial the initial um push was to get Val Kilmer to appear in a couple of episodes. Um but his health just didn't allow it. They were filming during COVID and Val Kilmer couldn't really couldn't really risk it. Um, so he ended up backing out of it. Um, but they're, they're, they had to, they had to do a quick rewrite, but I believe they're planning on leaving it open just in case, you know, he can get in there or he's free or he wants to do a cameo or even wants to become part of the show, which would be amazing. I'd love to see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hope he gets better soon. Yes. Yeah. But I, I mean, if you're interested, check it out, but but keep in mind that it's not it's not the willow of the 80s i think that is a fair comparison or criticism okay uh well i guess we're going to do the last thing here hit us with some tulsa uh, tulsa king. tulsa king so in our patron only chat uh former host jimmy was like have you guys seen tulsa king it's really good and he's like, I'm getting strong Breaking Bad vibes, things along those lines. So I was like, hmm. Screw you, Jimmy, finding good stuff. Yeah, now I have to watch something else. I'm I know, right? Not... Like, we don't have enough to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Schedule's kind of full over here. Yeah. Uh, so after I mailed a package of my own feces to his house. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Is it that time of year again? It, it, oh, it's, cri- it's Christmas. Yeah, right. And he was naughty. So um, I decided to check out an episode of the of Tulsa King on I believe this was Monday. Now I'm picturing um, him running. I have out now watched all five episodes of it because it's standing on a plastic sheet while he like rubs his hands together, all excited about getting Greg's poop. <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna smear it all over his body like war paint. Wow! <laughs> I um, oh, that's for I, you, Jimmy. I, uh... Uh, so anyway. Back to this. Uh, so I decided to check out Tulsa King. I was, uh, I had seen that St- uh, Syl- Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone was in a new show, but I didn't know much about it other than just a screenshot. So, um, Tulsa King, it is streaming on Paramount Plus, and I happen to have Paramount Plus. Uh, of course, starring Sylvester Stallone, Andrea Savage, who you know if you, you know if you saw her, uh, Martin Starr, if you know that who that is. Martin Starr is the teacher from the um, Spider-Man movies. Um, and he's oh, also, yeah, yeah. He, and he's also from uh, Silicon Valley. He's the nihilist Silicon in Silicon Valley. Um, he's great. He's my favorite. Yeah, I'm just going to take a moment here, and anything that Martin Starr is in from here on out, I'm going to see. There's Absolutely. He, he's not a huge star, no pun intended, 
but um, he makes everything he's in better. And you know who else? I was thinking this too. Uh, you know who else does that? Um, the dude that plays the conspiracy theorist in Stranger Things. Yeah, with the beard. Rob, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who was the He's dad good. in that one heavy metal movie we watched. Um, everything he is in, he makes it significantly better, too. So those two are, like, mm-hmm. on my list now. Uh, anyway, uh, Jay Will, um, Dominic Lombard- Lombardozzi, if you know who that is. He was the yes. he, the beat cop from The Wire. Yep. Uh, Garrett Hedlund, Dana Delaney, Vincent Piazza, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they all have ridiculous Italian names. And the reason why is because following his release from prison, Mafia Capo, Dwight the General Manfredi, is exiled to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where he builds a new criminal empire with a group of unlikely characters. Uh, I believe one of them's that a nun. One, no. one, one of them is a nun. No, yes. There's no nuns, no? actually. Damn it. No, no nuns. Uh, five episodes are out. Um, I believe it took me approximately ten minutes to be like, this show is awesome. Um, it's gets right in there he gets out of jail goes to the house of his former boss i guess and you know they start basically saying yep you know things have changed you've been gone for 25 years uh we're sending you to tulsa he's like what's there he's like nothing's there that's what's great you can start a whole you can start anew we're giving you a whole city um and basically that's kind of where it starts um I don't have too many problems with the show. They definitely do play up. I don't know how prison works, uh, like that type of prison where it's like hardcore. They definitely play up like him not knowing certain things because he's been gone for 25 years. Like, you know, like he makes jokes about not knowing what an iPhone is because he's asking a question and the guy hit one of the dudes and it is like, well, I, I, I don't know that. And he's like, well, can't you look it up? And... Like the, the way it was phrased, it's like did, he didn't know that you could look something up on a phone, but like he might have been sarca- being sarcastic. So they do a little bit of that stuff, but um, basically, when he gets to Tulsa, he sees that there are um, dispensaries, and he's like, "Wait, you can just walk in and buy pot?" It's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, but it's not federally legal." So he like basically decides to go do the mafia thing and be like, walk in, you know. And basically, Martin Starr is the guy that runs the dispensary, and he's like, okay, you're going to give me 20% of everything you earn, and I'm going to keep the feds from coming in and stealing your money, and I'll open up new business avenues for you. Um, in, and that's kind of the opening like introduction. And that's where the weird characters come in. It's all these like weirdos that are like at the dispensary. Um, so... There's that, and then, but one of the business avenues that he opens up is uh, selling nitrous outside of like the Oklahoma State Fair stuff, which pisses off the local uh, biker white supremacist one percenter gang, mm-hmm. who you think they're just a bunch of yokels, but they're way more connected and armed and dangerous than you kind of think. So now we've got this like mafia story with. Uh, this is where the Breaking Bad comes in with like the, I'm saying white supremacists, but like they don't really lean on that much. It's just biker guys, like a biker gang. Um, so there's that aspect. Um, he meets a girl at the bar, and they, and she's like getting through a divorce, and it turns out that she works for the ATF, so she's a she's a Fed. Um, and that's uh, Andrea Savage, and she's she's the one that like she like tells him she's like look. This biker gang, 
there's more to them than you think. Um, he's like, interesting. So there's that aspect of it. Uh, he also gets the guy that um, he basically when he goes to the the um, marijuana thing, he's still in like the taxi from just like having landed, and he gives them the dude like hundred bucks. He's like, sit here. I'll be right back. And he gets out and he realizes the guy's actually a pretty good driver and a pretty good dude. So he like hires him on as his personal driver. So there's like a story with that, with like that kid is decides that he wants to learn more about the mafia and kind of be more involved. Um, but his father is like against it heavily. And there's like that story. So there's like, there's all these little stories. Cause at first I was watching, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting story, but how much, how much can they do like the fish out of water thing? This New York guy in Tulsa, like, okay, that's going to get old after, what, a year and a half, maybe? Like a season and a half. And, they, you know, he's behind 25 years with technology, but that'll get old soon, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you can only and be then, that for so long. Yeah, and, like, even, like, oh, well, and his girlfriend is, uh, is, a, co- is a cop, but, like, is that, right, are they going to do the, like, before. are yeah. you going to do the thing where he's, like, hiding it from her, or is it going to be like a loose relationship. And that was actually it. Like there was like a one night stand and they show her like continuing to date other people. And so they're not going down that route where, where they have to like hide things. Like, cause she tells him that she saw the, you know, she's like, you know, when you go to a new city, the FBI wires us your mugshot. And he's like, yeah, but you know, that like, I'm an ex mafia guy kind of thing. Uh, the acting is great. There's a sequence in which um, Sylvester Stallone goes to the growing place, like where the dispensary is getting their pot, mm-hmm. and like confronts the guy and basically starts like talking shop with the dude. So he goes from like this out of touch dude to like knowing a shitload about the business. And he's like, yeah, but you're doing this and this, and you're you're, and he's like dropping a bunch of like initials, which I don't know. It's like you're you're pulling the THC out of this and doing that. Like, and he, like you realize he actually knows what he's doing. He's like, and so here's, what's going to happen. You're going to sell us the first, you know, ton for this or kilos for this. And then the next one you're going to sell us for 900 bucks. And the next one you're going to sell us for seven fifty. Do you have a deal? Because, and he's, as he's doing it, he's eating crackers with uh, like guacamole or something. He's like, do you have a deal? <laughs> because when I'm, because when I'm done, when I when I swallow this cracker, the offer's off the table, and I'll find someone else. The guy's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." He's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Well, let's smoke the peace pipe here." And he's like, "Uh, you know that the guacamole you've been eating, or I forget what it was, is oh, uh, that's pot funny, in it, right?" He's like, he's "Like what? He's what? Like, <laughs> he's like I, this is a pot farm. Everything has pot in it." <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, and then there's a uh, an angry uh, Native American guy that's kind of like. He just watches over the fields. He's he turns out to be kind of awesome. Um, it's just fun. Like it's, I burned through the first five episodes. They're all an hour long. I watched them in two days, and I was ready to watch the next one. And it was like next Sunday. Damn it! <laughs> uh, like I'm not, uh, and I'm weird about mafia st- shows. And I think Rob, you kind of are, t- kind of are too, because like it does glorify the criminal. Mm-hmm. In some ways, like, like yeah, sometimes some of the stuff does, that yeah. they're doing, it's like, well, this guy's, you know, like 
he walks into this pot store and steals everything. He hits the, the security guard who was doing nothing, hits him in the face with like a big like water mug, like a metal water mug mm-hmm. to like get him to sit down. Like he does all sorts of terrible, terrible things, but you're still like, this dude's cool. He's bringing people's families in his, you know, there's stuff going on. And like, even like the other part of the story is like, there's a guy that just happened to have escaped the mob and went to Tulsa and doesn't know anything that's going on. He was just like one of the underbosses or something. There's nothing that's going on. And then sees, uh, 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 Dwight, who's the Sylvester Stallone character, he's like, oh shit, they sent him to kill me. So he tries to kill him first, and Dwight's like, I don't care that you're here. I wasn't trying to do anything, but now there's that like little side story that this guy is like, by the way, you know that they you know they set you up, right? And he's like, wait, what? So now there's like this confrontation with his original boss. So there's a lot of little stories that came out in the first five episodes, and they're all very well acted and very well done. So A plus on this show. All right. Sopranos meets Breaking Bad. If you like either of those shows, hmm. you'll like this. Okay. Never heard of them. <laughs> I don't know those. Sorry. <clears throat> Fair enough. Okay. Okay. So I I think that I think that's it. Question. But that leads us to the question. Yeah, are we top five in it? Oh, we are. I think I think we are. We're gonna top five some uh, some stuff. Um, so uh, this question, I'll I can just ask it because I was the one that posed it in the first place. Uh, so our top five of the week, if you guys are new to the show, our top five question is where we uh, basically make a list. It's not that hard, uh, based on something that we watched this week. And you watched uh, the Christmas Carol thing, Omar. Indeed. Indeed. And I was like, I would rather um, hammer a nail through my testicles than ever watch another Christmas Carol style thing because I've seen it done a million different ways. Totally fair. Um, yeah. Um, I remember this very distinctly. I went to the that animated one, the computer animated one, back when like everything was being converted to 3D or made 3D, and like it was like gonna be awesome. And it, you've never seen this Christmas Carol like this before. And I remember it was one of the few times I went to a movie and I wasn't kind of excited when the movie started. Okay. I was like, Oh, I was with Jim Carrey or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know what? I already know this story. Like there's not going to be anything new. And it just kind of like, whereas most things you're like, I want to see what's going to happen. So that was kind of where this came from. So the top, uh, the top five this week is uh, top five stories that you never just need to see on screen again, because you've seen them. A million different times. Um, this could be a few different ways we could do this. You could say uh, it could be like a very specific one, like Romeo and Juliet, uh, or it could be a type of story. You know, like um, I'm, I, this isn't on my list, but like a chosen one story, right? Like Luke Skywalker, or like, The Matrix, uh, right? The hero myth. Yeah. So it could be something like that. Like, yeah, it's overdone. I don't want to see that. Um, <clears throat> so. I guess uh, I'm gonna let you guys go since I just talk too much. Rob, go for it, buddy. What do you think? I'm I'm still trying to uh, to work my list out. Fair, Omar. Yeah, I'll jump in. My list is iffy as well, but I'm game. Um, first thing that I thought of with this one was. 
let me start by saying that any one of these with the right idea would be like, okay, that was, that was a good remake. <laughs> so I'm not trying to be wishy-washy. I'm just going based on like what we have now, but like three musketeers. We kind of don't need that again. Done I mean, even times. done many different times, even uh, ghostbusters was basically a three musketeers thing. Um, the Exorcist. We've seen lots of different variations on that. Love it. That's exactly Very... the type of thing that someone who is possessed by Satan would say, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to clean up some pea soup. You have to tell us. I think that's the rule, right? Yeah, but if I was, then I would be, you know, the ultimate deceiver. So I would say no. You'd be so much cooler than you are for real, though, if you were possessed by Satan. Well, yeah, there, there's a lot of if if I was a Civil War reenactor, I'd still be cooler than I am now. Um, <laughs> so, so. Very interesting facial hair. <laughs> uh, um, I think we've had enough of like the Robin Hood stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair. You know, I mean, they're good. And we all like Kevin Costner and everything, but. Um, for a different reason, I hope they never remake because it was so good. And I haven't even seen the sequel cause I'm afraid to, but please don't remake Blade Runner. Pretty please. They already did. Well, they, they did the sequel, right? Like the 2049 or whatever that other one was, mm-hmm. whatever that was Pretty called. Good. Um, but I'm saying, please don't remake, don't try to like redo Blade Runner. Because we're good. Um, kind of like Total Recall. It should not have been remade. Um, Accurate. Yeah. I don't even know how many that is. I have so many. How many did I say? Was that four? I think it was four. Hmm. I will throw an honorable mention to Godzilla. Like we've done that. And we've also done like the Cloverfield thing. And like, we're good. I think we're good on those. Um, even though I do enjoy watching, you know, New York or whatever be destroyed. Um, and I would say like specifically because it was already so well done, please don't remake the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Like we we're good. He nailed it. That man, that'd be so expensive. That's that too. And then, the, but the, the those trilogies, the Hobbit one and the the Lord of the Rings, you know, from the early two thousands, they're great. They're very well done. I think they look great. Um, I I like the one that just came out on uh, what was that Amazon Prime that like prequel. It's very good. Like it's solid. I hope that. I mean, I think it would be very difficult to redo any one of those especially the the way the lord of the rings was done i think it would be very difficult to make it better somehow mm-hmm. it, it, it just seemed it seems silly there's it just doesn't seem like a reason yeah, to have to, to like hold up. That. they really really do. they're very well done so yeah. um that's I my think, i guess i can go i do um, have i mine. do have some honor if, oh. if you want if you want to go last since since it was your question. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go last. Alright then. Um 
I, I, I did get a couple of them here. Um, I, I don't really, and, and I kind of leaned more towards, um, particular stories as opposed to, um, um, like generalized plots like the chosen one. Um, but I, I definitely don't need to see. I don't need to see another Superman origin story. Nice. Yeah. And and right above that at number 4, I definitely don't need to see another Batman origin story. I mean, if you want to continue to tell Batman stories, that's great, but we're all really familiar with how those stories start at this point. And we don't need to spend the first movie and a half or whatever rehashing what we already know. Just right. just, just create it Make make the Batman movies more like the Bond movies, where you just tell a new story every time. I, I well, and there's so many Batman stories to tell. You don't need to exactly. go back to. I, what's I already could been get told. behind that. You know, you take your yeah. you take your your three or whatever or whatever it is they decide to do as the as the set Batman universe or whatever. You take your your Batman universe and you just tell the story in your Batman universe. You know, with with yours, but but don't start from the beginning. Don't start over. It's not necessary. Um. At number three, what I would like them to stop doing, I don't, I don't need any more of it. Is I don't need the sympathetic villain. I don't need you to take an established villain and give me a reason as to why I should feel bad or feel sympathy towards that villain. Just <laughs> let them be a fucking villain. All right. Okay. I I don't need some some excuse as to why they're bad. Just. Just let them be bad. You you don't have to have a reason for everything. Some you've got good guys, you've got bad guys. Just let it just let it be. Um yeah. Nice. My my number two is Dear God, do not give me another live action remake of a classic cartoon. Screw you, Disney. Stop doing it. They're all fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't want to see them anymore. Uh three was probably disney directed as well your villains that are you know have a reason well you've Which also one? got the joker the the joaquin phoenix true the joker true. True. um there's a sequel coming by the way right and and i and Musical. i and i made that prediction uh what a year or two ago where i said we were going to see yeah. a lot more villain centric movies being released and 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 i still think they're coming um but my number one is is probably one of my biggest pet peeves about the movie industry is just just stop giving me remakes in general. If you're going to if you're going to use an idea, there's a difference between doing a remake and using an idea to tell a different story. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't need to tell the exact same story. You can use a general idea and then create your own story from it. But if you're just going to be lazy and use the same story and use the same formula and just use different actors and use different set and shit like that, I don't need to see it. Give me something new. Give me give me a different take on it. Give me some, you know, and and I guess that goes against what I said with the whole villains thing. But the villains thing is a little bit different in that I want my villains to be villains and I want my good guys to be good guys. I don't need an excuse for the villains to be bad. Um, But just just, you know, shot for shot remakes in general, not necessary. I don't need them. That's my number one. 
Nice. Well done. Looking forward to that Red Skull movie where his parents get accidentally killed by a truck that's shipping American flags. Yes. And that's why, yes. <laughs> so, I've... Okay. Uh, I've got a few that I kind of shifted around as you guys were talking, um, which is what I do when I don't want to hear you guys talk. Um, or when you give the same answers that I was going to give. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I've got a couple of uh, honorable mentions. One is the um, like douche canoe falling in love is what I wrote down. But what I mean by that is like either the male or female uh, part of like a love movie is such a complete and utter asshole that like they're then all of a sudden they meet someone and they're no longer an asshole. But like for three quarters of the movie, they're just abusive to their partner. Mm hmm. And then because some thing happens, all of a sudden it's a perfect thing. Because you know in real life that person would switch back to being an asshole. Um, and for some reason that movie with the – was it Matthew McConaughey and uh, – and oh, shoot. He's like a sports writer or something who – and uh, the chick from Almost Famous, uh, What's-Her-Face's daughter. Anyway, oh, yeah. Um uh, yeah, so, um, how to lose a guy in ten days? Yes, that one. Like, and it's just like uh, it's just abusive, terrible people. So that's my honorable mention there. Uh, so my memory might have gotten screwed up, but um, something like Groundhog's Day, where you see the same scene over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, I can only watch the like Groundhog Day is great. I can only watch it once. Um, but any of those movies, and they have the there was two action movies recently, like Edge of Tomorrow or something. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which just shows the same thing over and over again. And they try to edit it so you don't see it, but it's just it's exhausting after a while for me. So I would say it was a kick-ass movie, though. It is a very kick-ass movie. The action yeah. sequences are good, but amazing. I just can't do that. Uh, anything King Kong related, where you see, of course, the misunderstood monster uh, <laughs> getting captured, you know, brought. Somewhere else, we've seen King Kong done multiple times. Just the only thing they do to change it is showcase more special effects. So that's that. That's uh, number four. Uh, <laughs> Romeo monster and Juliet, with the heart of gold. Yes, the monster with the heart of gold, <laughs> the misunderstood monster. So even Frankenstein uh -huh. kind of falls in there. Yep. But um, specifically, King Kong. Uh, any Romeo and Juliet? There's been modernized Romeo and Juliet. There's been West Side Story. There's been Romeo and Juliet. There's been, um, you know, all of those stories. We know what we know how it ends. Jets versus the Sharks. Exactly. Uh, the thing that I did to change everything was I just combined all of the superhero origins. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen Superman origin. We've seen Spider-Man origin. We've seen Batman origin. Again and again and again and again. If you don't know those things, you're never going to know them. You don't, I don't need to see any of those again. Mm -hmm. Like every director on the freaking planet that takes over Batman thing has to do the thing where the pearls get split and they're rolling on the pavement in the rain and the blood and whatever. Like it's in the contract. Okay, great. I've seen it. Right. In the alley times. or whatever. I've seen that a million times. I've seen <laughs> Spider-Man allow the criminal to get past and kill his uncle a million times. I've seen the spider bite him a million times. Um, you know, I've seen Krypton falling to pieces and him being stuck on a, an astro or a rocket ship. Like I don't need to see any of that stuff. You're right. Do it like a James Bond movie. They exist. Next. Uh, number one, you guys probably guessed, Christmas Carol. Mm. Seen it a million times. Seen it animated. I've seen it with Muppets. I've seen it 
uh, with live action. I've seen it in 3D animation. Apparently, I've seen a spooky version of it that I kind of forgot. Um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I've seen it with uh, ducks. I'm good. <laughs> well, that's fu- it's funny that you say that because, like, with Christmas Carol, that's not something I would have normally clicked on to watch. I just thought I'd give it a shot. Um, but I, and I agree. I had Christmas Carol and Romeo and Juliet, um, kind of on my, you know, extensive list that I usually have. Uh, but now our patron of unusual size is going to chime in and tell us the actual answers to this question. He's like the cheat sheet. <laughs> he, spe- he speaks and that's final. This is Alec. Hey, give me five podcasts. It's Alec top five stories that we've had enough movies or TV shows of that we can probably stop doing. I think uh, uh, because of the Christmas Carol, I guess as a topic, um, I actually didn't have Christmas Carol on my list because I like those and there's just oh, other ones that I think have been done more, but that's probably one that belongs on there. Um, honorable mention goes to three things, Little Women, Little Women, uh, Annie, and then specifically movies where Batman's parents get killed probably seen that enough um top five number five beauty and the beast way too many of those at this point number four a star is born you see how many it's like at least four of those number three pride and prejudice which is either the story or a movie that used that storyline number two is robin hood um, they've tried so many uh and it, sadly the kevin costner one is still the best modern one i think and then number yeah, one romeo and juliet it, you know, we've had enough uh, of stories either that, that are that story or in, uh, influenced by that story. So hope you like the list. Thanks. Bye. Excellent job, Alan. Not bad, except he forgot Christmas Carol. Mm. Uh, that's it. Um, uh, Omar, contact info. Omar. Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, you guys can reach out to us at... Uh, Go on. Give me five podcast.com has all of our information. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram. Give me five pod. And uh, you can, of course, search the Give Me Five podcast to find us on Facebook. That, of course, as usual, you spell out five. Uh, maybe that's what Omar was doing instead of doing the contact stuff. He was trying to remember how to spell five. F I V E, baby. There you go. Guys, that'll do uh, it for our show for tonight. And remember, like I always say, Speak softly and carry a large wombat. I do do that one. <laughs> you said do do. Uh, you also um, you, you jumped on my my last little part there. Oh, so I'm shut up. Do it anyway. It's okay. Well, I'm I'm going to speak loudly and carry a large wombat. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you are listening to us. That should be your Christmas present to us. Go on there and be like, you know. I, I live in Rwanda, and I, everything I know about America is from listening to this podcast. We also accept wombats. We do.